Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. John 2022. And today we're going to be doing our top 10 of 2022. 2022, baby. Top 10. This is it. This is it. Let's freaking go. So thank you for joining us for episode 119. All right, residents of Meepletown. I mean, if you're here right now, Dean is just, he, I usually have something, he's not even dressed anything. He's just running around, all excited that we can talk about 2022. Just flying around. There he is. There he goes. Uh oh. There he goes. He's over there. He's in that corner. That sounded like I was running around. Oh, it's awesome. Was it? That was the best sound effect you've ever done. Okay. All right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's based on these headphones here I mean, well i haven't done a lot of a lot of sound effects i don't you're think. like the dude I'm in police academy <laughs> man i used to just watch that like just his scenes and rewind it, it over and over again yeah like, how does he do that i don't know that's insane those are good movies too it makes me want to try a sound effect but then i would be held to that standard at this mm. moment so that would be a mistake all right since you you let us down that path i'm gonna i'm gonna make you do it all right okay i'm gonna throw out something and I need you to, to, to give a sound effect. Oh, that's rough. You, can you do that? If, okay. All right. Well, we'll give you an easy one to start off with. A tree blowing in the wind. Was that was leaves rustling? You're cracking. That was that was the branches snapping. Oh, that so was, I was good. Like popping my fingers. That was you're good at this. That, that, no, no, that was the last oh, yeah. one. <laughs> that was that was a pure stroke of genius, and I'll never be able to do that again. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, like you know, you hear branches crackling, and I thought, well, I could crack my knuckles. Uh, let me give you one more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fall on my face. I'm gonna give you a scene. You have to do a whole scene. Okay. You wake up in the morning. You're in an old country farmhouse, mm. and you're you all you, you just walk out the door. You wake up and walk out the door. <laughs> I think I turned into a pterodactyl or something for a minute. I was trying to go. It's like you stepped on a Lego there at the end, too, without the, the screaming part I of did. it. Okay. Everything involves you cracking your knuckles. Yeah, it does. Because well, <laughs> this is why. Uh, we had this conversation, right? Like, now that I'm, you know, when you hit around that 40 mark, you get out of bed in the morning, it just isn't quite the same. Mm -hmm. You don't just... It takes me a minute to warm up. Yeah. My, it, I, it's not bad. I, I, I'm good after just, you know, like walking out of my bedroom. But for the first few steps, a little cracking, a little like, uh, I need some like, lubrication in my legs yeah somebody just hit me up with some uh joints supplement something some kind of supplement to help with joint pains and cracks Hikes. and creaks and all that i haven't tried it yet but is that like all natural thing probably yeah uh -huh. yeah i don't i don't really for the most part i don't deal with that but i do some so just preemptive strike yeah i I've, think so. i've been thinking about so. preemptive striking something for my hair because oh. my, my hair is in pretty good shape but like i'm like I mean, you might as well, right? I don't know. I got some product I've been using, uh -huh. actually. Yeah. What, do, what is it? Uh, you know, I don't know Starts the name of him? it. I really have is no idea the, what the name of it is. If you show me the picture of a bottle, I would I would say that's it. Because my the guy that does my hair, his the barber next to him who owns a shop has been using something, and he keeps talking about how it's like really making a difference. But it takes 
like three months before you really start to see the difference or something like that. Yeah. Is, is yours topical or it's, is yours? Uh, so it's, so it's a, it's a shampoo. You, and you never know. What if someone comes into the podcast and they're like, what are these guys talking about? We're almost done. Board games. These are board games. We're right? almost done. We're almost to board games. So it's a shampoo and conditioner and another thing that you put in your hair at the end. Okay. Okay. Um, and the lady who, who suggested it, she was like a really soft sell on this. She was like, I've heard really good things about this, but I don't, I don't know. And she was, she didn't sound very confident, but she said the time to do this is before your follicles die basically. Yeah. So yeah, my brother had, uh, he was taking, uh, a pill and the same thing with as me, like not really seeing, I think my hair's probably getting thinner up front, like a little, I can tell, I think. Uh, but I, I don't want to get like, I don't try it's, I don't want to be, I'm not trying to be gross, but there was some shrinkage potential that he found out about and said, no, <laughs> I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> okay. And you're not talking about hair. I mean, you're no, not talking about, okay. no. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, I don't want to be, it's the thing that you probably wouldn't matter as much as the other thing. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Here's, I, don't want, I, I know there might be kids listening, but I'm you know gonna, what I mean? I'm and like, jump it. Is topics. that worth it? Is that worth it to mm. have a full head of hair? But yet. But here's the thing, John. It's it's in style to have a mullet now. So if your hair is thinning out on top, just say matter. forget it. I'll just, just grow it, it out in the fly back. Fly in the back. Yeah. Okay. That's what the kids are doing. All right. I was at a conference with college students all weekend. You know how many mullets I saw? All kinds of bet. A decent amount of mullets. Yeah, I, with yeah. the like the whatever like the perm top mullet thing. I thought I thought that would die out pretty quickly. I did too. And it, it's not like I'm seeing it as I don't think I'm seeing it as much, but I still see it. These kids it. are going to look back in ten or fifteen years, like yeah, you know, like we did. Yep. And go, what were we thinking? Yeah. Like that's not a good hairstyle. It's not. No. I, I never s- look back with regret on my life choices as a teenager, though. <laughs> yeah, but that's a really bad choice. Like there are some choices that are like, that makes sense that I made that choice. You know, like, hey, I tried this or that and you know, I made a fool of myself. But there's some choices and that's on the top of the list that goes, what in the world was I thinking? Mullis is at the top of the list. Yeah. yeah. Well, the top of the list is starting Meeple Town with you. And then second mm-hmm. is I'd agree with that. that. It's just like, what? Why? Why would I have done that? Just kidding. That's a joke. I love you, Dean. Do you want to start? Okay, I'm back. I I left (laughs) because I went to go cry. I had to go wipe my tears away, but I'm back. Let's do a poll. I bounce back quickly. All right. Two polls. Oh, good gracious. Is this a thing now? One of the polls is a listener. And yeah, it might be a thing because polls are awesome. This is what we said last time, right? This was a listener poll. Yeah, well, if our listeners keep coming up with awesome polls, then they're going to keep getting shouted out. Let's not talk about board games anymore. Let's just do a poll podcast. I mean, here's the thing. Do you if you hate Rob who did this poll, then I guess you can just say you hate him. We can call it poll position. You like that? People will mm-hmm. think it's a racing podcast and they'll come and we're just That's we it. just do polls. All and right, go ahead. Say, Rob Stevenson seventy eight. We could do a podcast called that. Rob Stevenson seventy eight? That is No, that, <laughs> that's a <laughs> poll position that we just ra- do polls about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And we would get people that think it's a racing podcast. Okay. And so, then <clears throat> sucker punch them. This was based on um, amazing comments that I made last podcast. Oh, dear. Actually, it was based on my little little rant that I went on about bags or bags, depending on if you're in the Midwest or not. U.S. Midwest. It's what they call them. It's really annoying. I grew up in the Midwest. Bagels. I... Bags. Like, what are you talking about? It's called a bag. What do you call a bagel? You don't call it a bagel. No, a bagel. Yeah. Yeah, they call them bagels, right? 
No. Bagels. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I'm <laughs> confused. Steve O'Rourke, shout out. Do you call him Bagels? He's not a he's he's a uh, New Englander though. Yeah, right? that's totally different. Yeah. No, he's not. He's a he's a New Yorker. That's what he is. That's totally yeah. different than I'm talking about like Midwestern. Yeah, Wisconsin and stuff like that. We have any who's our Bag. who's our Midwestern people on here? I don't know. If you're Midwestern, shout us if you call it a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to know. All right. What do you prefer to see when you open a new board game box? And what's your preferred storage method? Okay. Uh, the poll is... Hold up. Sorry. Okay. Ooh. Did you do that for a dramatic effect? No, I was just reading through these things. All right. So basically the answer, uh, so, okay. So here's the question. That's where I was confused. That was like the, the title of the, or not the title, but like the description of the poll. And then it actually has the questions. The question is actually, so my bad, Rob, should publishers include bags for components? No, the onus is not on them to organize. That's number one. Two, yes, at a minimum, throw in a few bags. Three or C. Yes, one bag per component type. Same size bags are acceptable. Or four, D. Yes, one bag per component type, various and appropriately sized bags. I would say E, which is every single component needs to be bagged individually. Like, uh, was it, <laughs> do you remember Terraforming Mars? The, uh, I think it was, I think it was uh, Ares Expedition, right? Did you see that? Like every one of the cubes had its own individual bag. No. Yeah. I guess there was a mistake or something. I don't I don't know. Oh my gosh. That's what I want in my <laughs> You want to open up fifty bags to take out fifty yes. red cubes? Yeah, not me. All right. My answer what, is what is your answer? What do you think Meeple Town said? And then give me your answer. I think this. Meeple Town wants some bags. I would say maybe C. C. That that was Read that option again. Uh yes, one bag per component type, same size bags are acceptable. Okay. But you saw the look on my face, so that was a third choice. Okay. Though I th- I would have I think I might have guessed that one as well. Okay. My choice, which maybe this is the Meeple Town pick, is B. That was the Meeple Town throw, pick. Throw a few bags in there. Forty four percent said yes at minimum, throw a few bags. Uh the next one was they Meeple Town is a little bougie. I like it. One bag per component type, various appropriately sized bags. Hmm. Which honestly, how hard is that? I don't know. I would love for a publisher to. That's a great question. We should ask like Johnny Pack or somebody, or get Devere on. You know, somebody like we should ask somebody like, I'm, I'm like, is it difficult? Is it does it really raise the cost to put appropriately sized bags? Do Do you think it's a cost effective thing as much as it is a environmentally, um, you know? Yeah, but a lot of them put the recyclable ones in there. I I think it's a cost thing. Okay. I, I, I let me rephrase that. Everyone has their own convictions. Yeah. So I, I I would not be surprised if there were not some people that were deeply convicted we shouldn't have plastic bags and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's perfectly fine. Um. But I think in the world we live in, most of the time it's about the dollar. Yeah. I'm there's a, I will say this is done poorly a lot and this is going with I'm I'm taking this a little bit of a different direction too with inserts. Well, inserts was brought up in the chatter. Yeah, okay. I'll, I won't go too deep into this, but I'm thinking of some of... Brazil is an example of a terrible insert that we, of a game we recently <laughs> played. You have all these little tiny compartments to put the resources in, 
but you can't really fit your fingers in yeah, there. Yeah, that was that was one of the worst inserts I've ever so seen. So I'll never use it. So what a waste of plastic that yeah. is, you know. And the tiles that go in there, that's that's good, but it's the compartment for the resources. Yeah. Their Age of Civilization, which is a game you didn't play. It's a small box game. I'm okay with this because I'm glad they kept it at a smaller box game, but it basically has this cardboard um it's not a divider. It actually is an insert, but they just, you basically dump all the resources in two different compartments, which is not terrible because there's not that many resources of different, you know, color meeples and things like that. But it's also, I don't know. I would have liked something a little bit different. I just don't know what. So interesting. Anyway. But my answer is probably B. I want to, I want a few in there at least or some, some yeah, sort of storage. I mean, that's, that is like, that is walking in, in your underwear, in my opinion. What's that? That's what, like, I think B, I get it, what, what and Meeple Town, that is coming to a business meeting in your underwear. A, choice A, not throwing anything, is coming in naked. Like, what are you doing? Go get some clothes on. That's what, I, that, you know what, like, when I open a box, I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Like, what are you throws, talking about? No, that's my response. My response is, if the, I'm, I love, this is a great analogy. If I'm trying to go in, I'm trying to have a work-related meeting, someone walks in in the nude, I'm like, get your clothes on. That's the same thing happens when I open a board and dice game and I go, board and dice, throw some freaking bags in there. Okay, all right. Get some bags in there. I think I'd be the a little more shocked one, at the first option. <laughs> the of... second one is coming in your underwear. Uh -huh. Yeah, you threw some bags in there. Yeah, I don't know if it actually, Matt, like, I don't know if, like, it actually equals the right amount. You know, I just threw some in there. Okay, that's like, at least you got your draws on. Now, C is you come, you know, clothed. That's I have the exact the right amount of bags for the right amount of components. That makes perfect sense. Great. And D is man, you looking fine. Okay. You got your suit on. You got your your blaze on. You whatever. You got a mullet. You got it on and you look you good. <laughs> that was my wrestling. I think I turned into a wrestler again. I don't even know. I want to hear what other people have to say. So Jamie unless Epstein, they have more of this nonsense. <laughs> Jamie Epstein I don't says hear. I'm okay with bags though. I'm an insert fanatic. There you go. Um, but they should be good quality. All right. So um, a zip bag that isn't the width of a human hair and has a little hole to get. So that is annoying. Yeah. yeah. So like basically like if you're going to put in absolute trash, just don't put in anything. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. I kind of understand. I'd hate the ones that when you try to open them, they rip. Yes. Like yeah. those, I would agree on that part, but I'm still would rather have something than nothing personally, but that's, I don't go buy baggies. I probably should. Um, all right. So Evan Halpert says there's an argument to be made that sometimes even a fancy insert isn't worth the MSRP. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. That's, I agree with that too. That's not true for baggies. If I buy, if I buy a board game, I expect at least some bags in it. I don't need to do it yourself project. Great answer. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't need to have to go figure out how to get these in this bag and all this kind of stuff. The other day I was playing, um, cryptid and I had to go get the you no know, sandwich bags. Just real fast because yeah. I didn't have any bags. And I'm like, that's just annoying. You know, I don't know. Uh, Tim Crisco Crisco, also known as Pope Lando now, apparently. Uh, the, oh, pretty solid. okay. That, that makes a lot of sense now. Oh, I didn't realize that was the same was? person. Yeah. yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Okay. Uh, he says, he's he talk about bougie. Tim says, I'm kind of getting to the point if a game doesn't have a folded space insert or something of comparable quality, I may not even want it. Get out of here, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you become a pope like i mean you start demanding really quality things apparently jeez uh, yeah okay i was actually gonna say 
here's what here's what really the way that I feel about it. I kind of wish there was some sort of something across the board where publishers are like, okay, this is what we're going to do. None of us are going to use yeah. inserts. We're just going to throw the stuff in the box, but there's somebody who sells bags for really cheap or something like yeah. that. I don't really want that, but yeah, I love folded space inserts on some of my games, but I don't want it on everything. Actually, I think it slows it down for some games. Some games it I really be. do just want some bags. Yep. It depends on how many components there are and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I won't say what they said, but I just want to shout out to Eric, Sarah, Peter, uh, Topher. If you guys want to see their responses, go. We got we to gotta get this podcast rolling. What did, what did Topher say? I got to hear what he said. <laughs> oh, gosh. So you don't want to hear what the other... Oh, and Matt Walker said something. So, you, okay. I do like bags, and I even recently started labeling the baggies. I don't do that. Do you? you I don't label the baggies. I've, I've bought used games where people have done that. Yeah. Honestly, I, I kind of like it because it's helpful for some games where I'm like, oh, I don't know where this goes. And then you put it, it in there be. and it's like, oh, now this doesn't fit in this bag because they're different size bags. Yeah. So I like it in certain games that... I don't do it because one. it's rare that I feel that. Like, I'm like, oh, that's the red player's tokens. I don't need to write yeah. red player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- I agree with that. I mean, I understand like there is a... Yeah. Like, someone like my father-in-law who's ultra-organized would be, like, what Topher does. Like, he would want to have everything and make sure. Yeah. And I guess you could dump the components out and then go, well, which goes in what bag? But if I can, I typically leave one piece, one coin in a bag so I know what, you know, it is, so forth and so on. Okay, you see, whenever I put games away after playing, it's like when you build a barbecue or a kid's bite, there's always leftover stuff. understand that. Labeling also allows others to help if so inclined. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Um, fan. But he's also a fan of inserts. So there you go. You know who I would say? What game has the best bags? Which is a very weird statement to say. And I'll ha- I have no other things to say after this. Okay. But Ark Nova, you don't have Ark Nova. No. Ark Nova has these really cool bags where the cards go in there sideways and they fit very perfectly. Hmm. I hate sometimes when you have these gigantic bags for just a few resources, but there's like 20 of them in there, you know, that's, that is the one scenario where I almost might be like, nah, it's still better than not having anything. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It is annoying. If if every game had Ark Nova size bags, that would make me very happy. What does a publisher expect you to do? Just dump them in the box. Like we're playing some game back in the Mm eighties. You know what I mean? Here's what you don't need to do is you don't, you don't need to buy any fantasy flight games because that's how they all are. Well, Everything is just, it makes no sense. Their their insert is just a giant, I don't even know, it's like this giant like river that goes in the middle of the box. Yeah, you know, I've seen those, yeah. The, like that, that chasm. You just throw all your junk in you there? You just throw everything in there. There's Ugh. not enough bags in there, and yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't know why they would put that cardboard piece in there. Any publishers listening, we would love for you to hit us up on this and like either tell us, hey, we totally agree. That's why we keep bags in there, or you're wrong, and this is why. I would love to hear like the argument back. Yeah, I'll, most do a pretty good job, though. Yeah, we need it. Let's 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 we need to have a poll on inserts. I want to talk about those at some okay. point. All right, um, I have a lot of thoughts there, but we got a lot to talk about today. We do. So here is the uh, second poll, and that uh, is all about. <laughs> sorry, it is all about what we're our, today's episode, 2022 best okay. games. Um. How do you feel about the board games that came out in 2022? Mm, so okay. simple, straightforward, fantastic with, ex- with an exclamation point, good, meh, or terrible. Mm. I wish there was more kind of like 
yeah, it was pretty good, you know, but it's difficult to be. You only have four choices. B. Good. Good. 64.7%. Okay. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Obviously, that, yeah, it's obviously, more than half. Yes, that would be. <laughs> sorry, I thought you were saying what was number one, and then I realized it was a joke. What was number one? What was number two? Uh, Not fantastic, but the Meh? C. C, yeah. No, it was it was fantastic. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we got crazy. It was 20, 64.7% say fantastic. I mean, good. 25.5% said uh, fantastic. And then almost 1% only said, I mean, did I say that right? It had to be 9%. 64. No, no, it's, that's right. No, that's right. 1%. Your no, no, 1%. Okay. Right? No, 10%. Yes, yeah, 64 this is why I must. You can get a good look at a good board game at a T bone no, by sticking your head up. Okay, there. it's nine percent. Okay. I, I wrote it wrong on here. Almost ten percent. Almost ten percent said, "Meh." Okay. Let's. Uh, we let's, can't talk about our thoughts yet. We'll talk about those later. Matt Walker says, "For board games, I picked up some bangers. How about that?" Ah, okay. Uh, Wayfarers of South Tigris. Never mm, played that. Haven't one. played that after one yet. the Empire. Everdale, the complete collection, which I saw on a lot of people's lists. Uh, I don't love putting stuff like that on my list. What did list you say is the third one? Sorry, I missed. After the Empire. Oh, I thought you said another one after that. Sorry. You said no. After the Empire, the everything, the complete. Everdale. Oh, Everdale. That's what I was. Yeah, sorry. I didn't hear what game you said. Nothing okay. wrong with putting that. I just, I always just like to kind of put, you know, anyways, like new Yeah, we have our me. thoughts yeah, on that. Zombicide, Undead, or Alive, oh. and Ark Nova, not to mention. Yeah, so that's really cool. I really want to try the Zombicide Undead and Second Edition. I haven't played that yet. Is that game? That game was not this year, though, right? Second edition? Does that count? No, or? sorry. I'm talking to myself. Uh, he mentions uh, Stroganov, which that's... Did that just... That's 2021. I, it's it's difficult. We'll talk about this for a couple of our games, but if it says 2021 on BGG, I did not put it on my list, which is unfortunate. I'm verifying that right now, which I'll... I'll I, I did the same thing. If... Stroganov, I'll just say if Stroganov was 2022 or I didn't get I, that would have been on my top 10. Have I talked about that? I've never talked about that on I here. I saw you posted it on Yeah, something. it's really good. I lo- I I really liked it. But anyways, a group that I saw playing at I think you might a, like that one. Well, a group that I saw playing at a con, I think it was Tennessee Game Days. If I remember right, did not like it and it's, that's what It's very me... polarizing, but mm-hmm. I I I was like I actually think you would like it quite a bit. I could be wrong, but you know. You don't know. Uh, Pope Lando says he hasn't played any 2022 games yet, so it takes longer for the stuff to come to Down Under, Australia. Ah, okay. So that sucks. Well. Okay. Whenever you find out, Tim, let us know, man. We'd love to hear that. Um, see, did anyone else say? Some of them are just commenting back and forth. Yep, that's it. A lot of comments back and forth about Matt Walker's post. I was going to see real quick if we had any comments really on Twitter. I don't think we got very much. And then we'll uh, move on then to, we're good y'all, to go. our top ten. I mean, this is this is serious. Okay, yeah, I, I remember. So Ryan um, says, uh, "Undaunted Stalingrad." Grod. I don't remember how Grod. Probably uh, Teladum Woodcraft. Pretty good year. I would agree on everything, but I have not played Undaunted that Undaunted before. So mm, okay, is it time to go? Yeah, I, I've been ready. I've been ready for you this. You've been ready. Yeah. I love polls. <laughs> I yeah. just do. I, I it's because it's it's great interaction and I love here like I, I'm jealous, Dean. 
I would love to do a podcast that you could have. I would love to be a radio talk show host. Hmm. Okay. I would love it. Like I'm listening to sports talk and all this stuff and people are calling in. They call in and you know, you have the characters that always call in regularly. Yeah. And I'm like, these are our people. Like if we had that, we would have these people calling in as part of our community and we would be having a, a freaking blast. I'm with you. I'm with you on this. So if we, yeah, that kind of interaction would be really cool. It's why we love doing the the live episodes so much because of the interaction on there and the conversations that we yeah. get to have. I, I love doing that too. But it's I just, just like people. It's difficult to make that like a feasible thing overall. It is because I think that there would be an initial wave of excitement and then it might kind of die down a little bit. Yeah. Like if we were doing it really, really regularly. Maybe not. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because like with Board Game Gumbo, on the flip side of it, I like interacting on the other side too. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, BJ's really good at, at uh, interacting and like the, the stuff that they, they do. So anyway. I, I love like it. That. I would yeah. love to do that. Okay, I'm ready. It, do we need to flip a coin to see who's going first? Yes. How are we, we going to do it? Schwazi, you got it pulled up already? Yeah. Okay, no, we'll, we'll Schwazi this right now. For you, don't, those of you who don't know, there's an app called Schwazi. How do you spell that? C-H-C-H-W-A-Z-I. So it's a good a good app that you can use to see who's the start player in a game. Is this, so you go first then. We really didn't decide that, did we? You I got go chosen, first. so shouldn't I get to be able to go last? No, you go first. That's a first player app. Stupid. You want to go last. Mine's better your, anyway. I bet if your name got chosen, you would have said the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a first player app. You'd have been like, all right, I get to go last. Okay. Um, number 10. Dun, dun, dun. My number 10 is a... Oh, by the way, we don't know each other's list. A lot of we times... We have no idea. A lot of times we'll record a video at the same time and we'll, we have to know at that point. Yeah. But no idea. I, this, so here's, I had two big things that I just went back to. A, what games do I want to play right now? Mm -hmm. And B, what were some games that really got a lot of enthusiasm around it? And I have friends that are like, yeah, that's cool. You know, I want to play it. Like that I really enjoyed. Yeah. 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 Like that I really enjoyed. And so um, number 10 was very difficult to make some cuts here, y'all. Like it was this kind of like 8, 9, 10 was there's a lot that I could have just put in there. Um, but I went with Teletum for my number 10. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Simone Luciani, Daniela Tassini game. We talked about that recently on the podcast. Um, I, I like, so I don't need to go into all these details about it, but I'm, I'm going to mainly focus on why. Like, I'm not going to tell you what the game's about. Like, this is why I'm uh, interested, why I like it. And then if you want to get more information, listen to our other podcast or go look up someone else. But I think what I like about this is the interesting, uh, a lot of ways to score points. I love the beige too, Stephen mm -hmm. O'Rourke. Uh, and I don't love the beige. That was a joke. It's fine. It's got um, some color. A lot of ways. There. A lot of ways to score points. I like the way that the the dice work and the action selection. And I like that it's one of their. They they've been putting out a lot of higher weighted games, and I like how this one feels a little bit chiller. It's not like super. You know, it's like a, a straight up midweight euro, and I enjoy it. Yeah, I'm not. You know. As in all my top tens, like I'm not like boom, this game's great. Go out and buy it because I might actually get rid of this one. But it was still a really good game this year. I anticipated you would like this one more than what you did, mm -hmm. even though I know that you do like. Obviously, it's on my your, wife your liked it 10. more than I thought she would. She was like, "Oh, that's pretty good." Okay, but you're gonna get rid of it. I can only keep 150. I can't keep 10 games every year. Okay, so these other ones. I, don't, I mean, I can. I mean, that'd be tough. I'm yeah. cutting out like great games if I do that. But this was like an eight for me, so like it was solid. I like it. Okay. 
My number 10 went back and forth about oh, a oh, sorry. thousand times, literally. I have so many that could have made this this number 10, coveted number 10 spot, because if you're not on the list, then you get forgotten, right? You're, you're ter- yeah. Okay. This is a game that you and I played together, and it is a hoot and holler game. You want to guess what this is? Ready, set, bet. Ready, set, bet Boom. is my number 10. Now, I'll talk about later the games that uh, my thought process and why... The other ones didn't make it, but Ready, Set, Bet I like because it is a, it's a pretty quick game. Each round plays very quickly, each race. Um, I use the app, by the way, in, in, in this game, you're, you're rolling dice and having the horses go, um, so, you know, it's a race. So you're betting on the horses. You can play this where you have a player that's just rolling the dice and calling it out the whole time. But we play with the app because it's really well done, and I would rather everyone be able to 100%. play at the same time. So it's just a, it's a lot of fun. Now, it can be... Polarizing. Not everybody loves these hoot and holler, real time, correct, crazy stuff going on games. My sister in law didn't love this. My wife wouldn't even play it, and so that's kind My of wife why liked this. It. Yeah, okay, that's kind of why this one kids stays at number ten and not higher because I really like this. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It, it, I don't know. I want to say it takes the right group, but honestly, more. If, if you play this, a lot of people that like just like silly fun games, this is a really good one for that. I haven't played it with anyone who didn't like it. Okay. Now, I've played it with people who didn't like, weren't as excited about it. But yeah. I didn't play it with anyone that was like, mm, this is not for me. <clears throat> I wouldn't, yeah. If I know they're not going to like it like that. My wife was the only one I was scared of. Like, I was like, oh, uh, I don't know if she'll like it. But she's like, no, that was cool. Yeah. My thought is that this one might drop somewhere down the road it might kind of lose its luster but we'll see for me i really like this one and the and the people that you know the first time we played this with brian and, and daniel they both i think enjoyed this one but i had a blast that day so. yeah that was i was that was a, the stunner the yeah. stone, stone cold stunner of the yeah. day i was i was not super i wasn't against playing it but i just wasn't like looking forward to it a lot or anything yeah yeah, yeah. So that's my number 10 ready set bet john declare and that's a g game i d john declare that's what i say before this john declare <laughs> that my number nine is carnegie oh How about okay. them apples all right uh which is a xavier Horhees game um in this game i think that i liked there's a lot the action selection is really unique in this game with the meeples and the way that you're putting them into like the little buildings or whatever and how many, and then also sending them the choice of sending them out onto the map. And then now you got to refill those, keep your actions powerful, but man, I really need some to go on the map for different reasons and all that. And the art is gorgeous on this game. The little, um, the thing that the slip that you're pulling out, what are those things, you know, like those tracks that you're Mm -hmm. kind of pulling out, makes you have that sense of accomplishment. And, um, I just, I really, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. You liked this one too, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I did. In fact, you sold your copy. Mm-hmm. I bought a copy. I don't know if I told you that, did I? Why didn't you just buy mine? Well, I wanted the... I originally played with the deluxe version. Oh, that's right. And I was waiting because you can't you can't find it anywhere. Yeah. And Well, you can, but it's super expensive. Somebody posted it for, that, for the normal price of what they bought it for, and I snatched it up yeah. really fast. <clears throat> Here's the thing, Meeple Town. If my wife... This is what I've just decided... I've... <sighs> This is, this is my decision. If she doesn't like a game quite a bit or a decent amount, it gets sold unless I am through the roof about it. Mm-hmm. There are a few games that I absolutely love that I don't care if she likes or not. But And I'm talking about like maybe five to ten. Besides that, if she doesn't like it, then it was just, it was too much for her. Yeah. She thought it was, it's almost weighted, no, almost weighted at four or something like that. Like it's a fairly 3.8. Yeah, it's a fairly heavy game and she just didn't think it was that good. So there yeah. you go. 
so but I but I I it was it's a really good game. Number nine for number nine for me, Carnegie. All right, nine for John Carnegie. My number nine is a game that I haven't played enough, and this is one that we recently played. I anticipate this one to be on your list. Okay, just just guessing. This is uh, Vladimir Suki and Ross Arnold. That's Woodcraft. Mm. Okay, now this one sits at number nine right now. This is the one you think more than. Up. Uh, probably more than anyone yeah. on this list that probably will go up is yeah. my guess. Um, yeah, I just I love the action selection of this one. It feels a little bit a little bit like Praga Kaput Regni with that action selection piece, mm-hmm. but it but it also plays out differently um, because you can take multiple actions in a row, whereas Praga you're not really gonna do that one. This one it could benefit yeah. you. But anyway, I love that. But probably my favorite part of this game is the manipulation of the dice where you are in this game, you are crafting wood to fulfill orders, but you have to have the wood at exactly the right size and the it's, right type of wood. It is so tough. It feels, it is. It feels pretty brutal. It is. You have to cut the wood. So if I have, you a, like the spank me game. I don't, I don't think it feels like that. I don't feel, I don't I think you. it feels that mm, tight. It, it Yeah. It's, There's sometimes when you're like, dang, Yes. That's the only one I've got, and I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you've done it well enough to where that's not the case. It's gotten easier for sure. But but anyway, you if you have a five die, like a five green die, you can cut that die into like a one and a yeah. four or two and a three or whatever. And then and you can also glue pieces together, and I like that. All all of that. It, but it is it is a pretty tight game. In the same vein of a Praga Kaput Regni or... Uh, Nassina is tight, but it feels more like Praga than than any of the other ones. It's a heavier version, I think, of of yeah. Praga. Again, a very different game, but it does have some similarities there. I just, you, know, you can feel them. Yeah, I just really like it. I think this one's going to rise for me. It's just I need to explore it a little bit more. All right. There you go. Your number nine, Woodcraft. Woodcraft. My number nine is a game I just played. I've only played one time, and I've only played this version of it. And Dean, I've, I've, I've always... Been like interested in oh, playing this yeah, game, yeah. but I've never been like I have to have to play it. And what game is that, Dean? That is Clank Catacombs. Yeah, I'm glad you really liked. I that loved one. it. That's great. I loved it. Like I, I've never played Clank. So for those who are listening, going, hey, is this the Dean thinks it's the best version? I think he mm-hmm. he really likes it. I prefer it. this. Yeah. We're gonna we'll probably do a more in depth review of this. Yep. Uh, or at, at least discussion on a later podcast, but. I mean, deck building, which I, I enjoy deck building, but deck building that meets this exploration thing that you're going out, you're, if you've never played, a, you know, Clank, you're going out and exploring meets push your luck mm-hmm. because if Dean comes back to the uh, to the end and I don't get back in time, I score potentially nothing mm-hmm. um, depending on how f- close I get back. And uh, yeah, I, I pushed my luck too hard in this one and I got beat pretty ha- handily. Um, but I, I just had a freaking blast doing it. Yeah, you know, I I, yeah. I thought it was it's, it's such a fun game that I'm like, oh, because you know me, y'all. Even though I a lot of times prefer heavier games, sometimes I do love finding that medium light, medium to medium light game that I know I can play with newbies or people who haven't played a whole lot of games. Yeah, I, I believe that I've got so many friends in my mind right now that I'm thinking, and not just that. I mean, not just newbies. I mean, there's people. Like my buddy Sean, who will hopefully be listening to this, who's been uh, playing games for a while. Like I think that just Sean Clark. I think, man, dude, Sean, you're listening. You're gonna. I think you'd really like this one. Um, I haven't seen that he's played Clank at all. I don't think he's played. I don't know. Let us know. But I just, I just, he's just one that like. There's just certain friends. There's, there's newbie friends, and then there's friends like this, like Sean, that I know 
plays games, but I just feel like it's up their alley. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like this one would be up his alley. I think my brother would like this game. Um, yeah, I just I, I, I just think all those pieces, the ex- exploration with deck building and all that come together to make a, a really brilliant game. And um, I, I got to... I guess I'm going to have to pick this up. Let me borrow it first. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll pick it up if my wife likes it. I think this is a tough one for me because I'll I'll go ahead and say this is not on my list. Because because of Clank. Yeah, yeah, because of Clank. I do love this better, but it didn't feel like this is a brand new game. And it was that much better to... But, okay. It was really to save another spot on my list. But if I'm going just on my rankings, this would have been probably pretty high, top five. Like, my, just like I'm, what games I want to play, I really like it. Yeah, yeah. I love Clank. Yeah, it was Catacombs fun. I had a great lot. time playing that. I can't wait to see the expansion stuff that comes out for this. There's a lot of opportunities here. So, anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. There you go. I loved it. Okay, John, that was your number eight. eight. My number eight is a game that you've already talked about, Carnegie. Oh. Did you expect this to be on my list? No. Okay. No, because I just... No, I didn't. Okay, that's cool. Let me share a couple of things with this. The first time I played Johnny. this game was with Steph Hodge, and I forget. She taught it to me and somebody else at Tennessee Game Days. And she said, I scored 200-something points. And you went, yeah, we won! <laughs> and then no. she was like, no, this is not a cooperative game. Uh, that was not with her. I don't remember who that was with, but no, that, that did was, not happen. That was cryptid. I, had a huge, I told that story this weekend. I had a huge headache is what happened. And I did not love this game at all. And I thought I would, and I was real kind of disappointed. But then I was like, okay, I need to give this another chance. You yeah. and I played it, and I liked it, and I liked it more and more and more. I love this game. This is so wow. fantastic. It actually just keeps rising for me. The thing I like about it are all the things you've already said, but I do think there's lots of different strategies to take in this game. Sure, and, yeah. And when you first play it, you might not think that. You might think, okay, I'm going to score most of my points from focusing just on those, uh, uh, what do you call them? The charities or whatever like the donations charities the, I think. Yeah, yeah donations so i might score most of my points doing that um i you know so i i will have this pattern that will get me to that place but not necessarily i think there's lots of other ways to to score by building up on the map by ah, for sure you know getting the tiles that will give you well tiles give you points but getting the tiles that will give you the um m- more movement mm-hmm. or you know getting more meeples or getting more um yeah, uh, of those, lots of different things. There's lots of different things you can do in this game, and I, I want to explore more and more of this because I think there are lots of different viable options. Yeah. This is a heavy game for me to enjoy. Maybe one of the heaviest games that I yep. that I really like, but it's it's a lot of fun. I keep I coming back it. to it. I play it on to- online all the time. Actually, I think Matt you Walker... D- you did tell me that. It might be one of the ones that plays that. Anyway, the, with the... I wish my wife would have liked this one. Yeah, well, you and I can play it. I think Jonathan, yep. really, Jonathan does. He really likes this one, too. Yeah, it's so. good. It's really yeah. good. All right, that's my number eight, Carnegie. All right, my number seven. I bet you're going to be stone cold stunned on this, maybe. You've already talked about it. I like it better than you. Okay. What is it? I don't know yet. I'm wanting to say, I thought Woodcraft would be really high for you, so I'm going to say Ready, Set, Bet. Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, (laughs) man. I love this game. I didn't expect it to be on your list at all. John declare that Ready, Set, Bet is fantastic. It's such a great party game. Like, It's weighted at 1.3. It is frantic, real-time, kind of, kind of. Here's the thing, though. I believe that after your first game of this, it is frantic. But it's like other real-time games, that many other ones, this really slows down. Do it, you agree? Yes, and Look, it should because you'll play better when you slow down. You should, yeah. <laughs> you, you get all worried about going to this spot, and then you realize, hold up, chill out. There's other spots, a lot of different ways to score points. Maybe you shouldn't rush to that spot. Maybe you should wait till the horse gets a little further down the track, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but at the beginning, everyone's just throwing chips and they go, yeah. what do we do? Uh-huh. But after you slow down and you realize it's not that frantic of a game, it is so fun. Like watching, and I don't see, I, I would never play it where I roll the dice unless I just had to, unless there was no other option. Putting up an iPad or whatever and watching the horses go and everyone's going, go, number six, go six, go uh-huh. six. The and sound everyone's effects cheering. And all yeah, the that. sound yeah. effect. You know, and you're yep. just like, let's go. I mean, this is like, if you, if you at all think that that might be interesting to you, this is one, like every year I do my top 10 and I go, what games are going to stay in my collection for a really long time? And I think this is one because mm-hmm. I think it's so unique in the way that it's played out and so unique in how easy it is to teach someone how to play. Yeah. That I can't, I got to get Justin on this game. You know, we oh, talk about that. Yeah. You he know how much this. fun he would have yeah. playing this game. I should have brought it to the church game night not that long ago. Dang uh. it. I don't know why I didn't bring that because that would have been, yeah, I, I bet Ryan would like. There's so many people that would just really enjoy this, I think. Great game. This is one that if you're at a con and you know those tables that like erupt in, in screaming and shouting yeah. and laughing, this is one of those games yeah. for sure. This, this would be a, a top. There's another game that, that's on this. It would be one of my top surprises of the year. Okay. Like that where I was like, really? I love this. This is mm. great. Yeah. Uh, so this is. Uh, is that other one on your list? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if you know I, what I do. You know what I'm talking about? I, I have a hunch, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good pick. Good pick. Because I picked it too. All right. There you go. That's my um, number seven. Number seven. I'm having fun now. Yeah. Okay. You weren't before? No. I mean, like, I, I'm always nervous about my list, but now I'm like, no, no, this is good. I'm doing a good list. Okay. <laughs> Where'd Num- you go, John? <laughs> number seven is not on your list. This is going to bring you down a notch because you. I don't think you love this game. Okay. Maybe you did. Heat. Pedal to the metal. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I. I. I understand. I'll let Dean. I don't want to steal. I understand why people like it, mm-hmm. but it just there's some things about it that it wasn't really for me. But I recently saw a review where somebody said, and this is one of the things that you said. Now you've only played this once. Yes, that's that's a, that's a really important point. Yeah. Somebody else said, I don't understand this game because it feels like what what you do doesn't really matter. Like it makes like you know what you need to do. There's not many much decisions to be made. I totally disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I think that is. That's wrong. I, I just think it is because there is a a lot of pusher luck game in the pusher luck in this game. If you're playing it right now, if you're just playing by the I think this is what I should be doing, I would say you're probably not gonna win because you're not understanding the nuances of like, no, I need to fly through this corner yeah. and take as much heat as I can right now because I think I can probably get rid of it a little bit later. Sure, you know I, I'll, I'll slow down more around these curves and so like there's a strategy to that. There's also some drafting in this. So once you get pl- past that initial play of it, you can start drafting for your own special cards. And so now my deck is very different than yours, mm-hmm. which really changes it up. The tracks, I think, make a difference, uh, even though they might not seem that way yeah. at first at first glance. There's a tournament mode in this, which is I have not gotten into yet, but you I'm love excited about modes. it. Yeah, but I really, really like this game, and I get that it, it's got a lot of hype. This is an eight point two on on BGG right now. Yeah. Um, and I get that it makes a lot of sense. This is this is a days of wonder, like the days of wonder of yore, where I think they could really expand upon this, like Ticket to Ride, Memoir Forty Four, that sort of thing. Small World. I think this could be one of their next big hits yeah. with more and more content coming out. So I I love this one. Sure, and it's really fun at solo. What what racing game is fun at solo? That's cool. But yeah. it's it's easy to to manage, and I just I like it. Yeah, I think my biggest, and again, I've only played it once, so I would play it again. But it's not. I don't really care to play it again. 
I felt like I was doing the same things over and over again. Yeah. Like, right. Like that's like, I have the same deck of cards. This deck of card never changes. The heat thing was the most important piece to it. But I, I mean, I'm going around this corner. Then I go around that corner. Then I go around this. And yeah, I agree with Dean. It just didn't interest me enough sure. to like figure out how to f- like, if you're really interested in fine tune tweaking, how do I go the best around this corner and stuff? Then I see why you would love it. But I, I don't know what it was, but it just didn't interest me enough to go, okay, I got to make sure that I go around this perfectly. And then I go around this. I was just like, okay, but it, it's cool though. Yeah. There's also stress that adds an element of the yeah. unknown. You know, you play a stress card, but you don't know how fast you're going to go, which could send you flying through the curve yeah. and stall out and all that or spin out. So anyway, love this one. Heat, pedal to the metal. Number but it, it's again, it's not for everybody. So seven? That's my number seven. Yep. Yep. Awesome. All right, so my number six is a game that Dean and I waited for a long time to come out. It came out, and it is the greatest social deduction game of all time. Mm. Hands down, I have no qualms about it. That's Feed the Kraken. I know there's a lot of people here that probably, I know, we've talked, don't really like social deduction. Um, Social deduction isn't my favorite, but a game that I can teach fairly quickly that plays 5 to 11 players that has really interesting decisions socially. And also, I don't think alienates the player who doesn't like to lie and deceit. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some social deductions where if you're not going to lie and deceive and all this stuff, you're screwed. You're not going to win. This gives some wiggle room, I feel like. I feel like more than any other social deduction game, I have gotten some people to play who normally don't play mm-hmm. those types of games and go, oh, okay, that was cool. And I love it. Like, it's, that's, I mean, it has to be number five. Yeah, it's got to be really high on my list because I'm saying this is the best of all time. It, I guess that shows you that social deduction is not my favorite. <laughs> it would be right, easily right. number one, two, or three. But still, I just love it. If you're interested in having some type of a party social deduction type game, you can become a crazy cultist and bring people on to your team or you know <clears throat> all this other stuff. I It's so good. And the yeah. components and the board... Like, Funtail has knocked it out of the park on this game. Yeah, like they normally do. You know, yeah. that that's kind of their jam. This one didn't make my list, and not because I don't wow. love this game. Well, 8.1 so on BGG right now. It sits at number 11 on my list. And the reason why I didn't make it higher is because when I had to make a choice of, like, what games do I know that I can get to the table more, yeah. it's really hard for me to get social deduction, lengthy social deduction I, say, I would think table. that you would be able to with your the college students and stuff. Yeah, but it's it's too long for them. Okay. So like I can get one night werewolf and things like that with them, but not not this unless it's like a specific heavier gaming night. They would know? love it though, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that play it I, I think would really enjoy it. Yeah. And I will do that. It's just that's what made it not make my list. But I love this game oh, so it's much. So and so there also might be people out there that are like and I would be I would be so in this shoes Hey, that sounds kind of cool. I'm not going to buy a big box social deduction game. That's a lot of, you know, yeah. I can't even how much it is. I don't, if you're interested in it and you like social deduction at all, which I don't love it, you need to go buy this game, mm-hmm. hands down. Yeah. Like, yep. I think you'll say the same thing. Like, that is, if you can find it, goodness. Yeah. You know, another one that I didn't, I, and I think that was a 2022 it's release. Back order. And it's, yeah, it's hard to get to. Human Punishment is another one that fits that category. That was which fun. We had a lot of fun with yeah, that. Yeah, that one, was fun. But did not make my list either. All right. My number six is Mosaic, A Story of Civilization, which is a... John hates this game, apparently. That's not why I'm booing (laughs) it. You may or may not find out later. 
This is a civilization game. Maybe not my favorite civilization game of the year. How about that? That I played this year. Maybe. I don't know. Civiliz uh, Mosaic is really is really fun. So in this game, you are drafting these cards. And when you take these cards, you're going to be using them to build an engine. And that engine is going to do lots of things. It's going to allow you to uh, put different things, put different um, buildings, cities, and things on the map. That's what drafting these cards will allow you to do. Yep. It also allows you to take stronger actions. You have these symbols that show up on those cards. And the more of those symbols you collect, you'll get these uh, bonuses. Like if I get six of this certain type of symbol, I'll get this card that gives me points and, and bonuses and all of that. This game is very tense in a good way, you know, like it, because you're racing for all these different pieces and it's really, really, really good. I like this one quite a bit, a lot. Now I know John's booing me because he thinks that I should put it higher. That's right. But here's I'm the thing. I'm not saying much right now. Every time I've played this game, it's I've enjoyed it more and more. It, it started yeah. off as one that I was like, okay, this is good. It's good, but it's not great. It's it, but it moved into that territory yeah. of of I think potential greatness. So this is one that's probably going to rise, and it's I don't think it's going to rise higher than my top three on this list, but it could very well raise up past these these yeah. next two that I have on the list. I didn't even like it when we were first playing it. Remember that? Yeah, the first yeah, time yeah. we were playing uh -huh. it for like twenty percent of the game, I'm like, uh, yeah, tableau. I've seen this, blah blah blah. But then whenever we started like getting close to the empire scoring and the stuff out on the maps and all that, I was like. Never mind, I regret every statement that I said. It's a really good it. game. Now, I will say we've played the retail version, not the deluxe version, and I had some pretty significant issues with the production of it. And I, I agree. I still stand by that. There's no scoring track. Yeah. There's there's no good way of keeping up with those symbols, so yep. you're constantly having to, to count those, which is pretty annoying. Um, I thought the board was busy and kind of difficult to see where the, the tiles were. So I have some issues with it, but not enough to keep it off the list. This is a fantastic game. Yeah, it's awesome. That's your number six. Yes. Man, we're almost, we're on the second half right now. All right. And I'm, my number five, if I could talk, is a game that I bet, I, I'm i wondering if people are surprised by my list so far with like Ready, Set, Bet and stuff like that on there. Maybe both of ours. I've got some Clank heavy on Euros like, on mine. You've got some. I know, but I, I'm just. A bit reversed. It's where I'm at, man. It's where I'm at. I'm not playing as heavy of games, but anyway, it is what it is. My number five is, is probably the other game that I would say I was most shocked by how much I enjoyed it. My buddy J.D. Adams kept saying, hey, my wife and I played this game, and I liked it, but the more we play it, I really like it. It's a two-player-only game. Oh, what is it, Dean? This is a Caper. Caper, Caper Europe. Europe. Um, so I and, and I so I got it. Uh, this was one of the ones that I got at Barnes & Noble before the, the week before the big sale. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Paid yeah. full price for. But it was only like 35 bucks. And the production, it's a smaller box, but it's beautiful. It has this like velvety like lining, you know, it's, it's just, it feels like the cards are such good quality. The art is unbelievably fantastic on mm -hmm. this game. Have I even talked about this on the podcast? Did we talk about it? I think so. I yeah. think we did. Um, but all right. So I, hmm, I'm liking more and more tug of war games, like depending on what they were. Like I liked like Watergate quite a bit. Um, in this game, you're thieves and you're tugging a war, like you're trying to basically have the most points in three different for three different heists, and you're putting cards out on one side of the board, the other players putting the cards on the other side. But what stands Caper Europe apart from others is you don't have to win those to win the game. You can lose two out of three and still win because there's other ways to score points with the cards. So 
if you've played Battle Line or you've played these, you know, other games where you feel like you just have to win X, Y, Z, like it's just straight tug of war, which I've always been intrigued by those, but I felt like they just weren't as interesting to me. Then um, you, if you've enjoyed that, but want a little something extra, it's only weighted a little over two. That this is the game. Yeah. This is the game. Play it. You can still uh, jewels and score points with jewels. You can score points by, based on the way you put cards in there. I mean, there's so many ways to score points. It's really, really good two-player game. Yeah, I would. I would even say I've played this multiple times. It's on BGA uh, Board Game Arena, and I highly recommend it. It's really well done on there. But I would recommend not just playing it one time and making your decision yes. because what you think is like John just said. You think battle line. I need to win these things. And then you might win all of them and then lose the game. And you're like, well, that stinks, you know? But if you play it and then you start understanding some of those nuances. The nuances. And yeah, it's, yep. it, it is good. It's good. It is. That's what well, I loved it off the bat because my wife beat me and I won two out of three. And I was like, I was hoping you would win. I was hoping I found a game where it has this tug of warness, but there's other ways to win besides just the kind of seemingly straightforward way. And I, it's, it is really good, and it also plays in like 30, 40 minutes. That's mm-hmm. another reason that I really like it a lot. Um, it's just one of those games I can throw it on the table, play. It's only two players, um, but if, which I'm, I'm perfectly fine with. It says 25 to 35 minutes, actually, um, that you can play quick, and it feels satisfying and fun card play. It's drafting. You're passing the cards back and forth. I thought, I thought it was a such lot a of great vari- game. variability with the decks. Yeah, and stuff like that, yes. Right? There's like four different – there's the standard – deck and then I think four different ones that you can put in there and even in the four different locations that you can put you're not potentially you're not using all the cards and so like there's a lot of different ways the cards can kind of come out and play out and um, there is some take that I'll say like you can burn other people's cards but you don't have to play that like if you don't really want to I don't I don't I like it better when you do but my wife again is one who doesn't really like take that and we played it pretty like kid friendly like kid gloves against each other and still had a fun time playing yeah yep yep all right so my number my number five is uh my second lightest game on this list sorry (laughs) you're supposed to say it afterwards right because people talking like what was that game again yeah sorry number five caper yep good call all right my number five is my like i said second lightest game on the list this is a polyomino game called planet unknown yeah uh, you, I wish you I only played again. it one time, and you liked it. Yeah, it yeah, just—it's hard for me when I've only played it that one time, yep. and I didn't like just go, "Yeah, it's awesome," but I thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah, and it—you know—it's funny. I—I really like polyomino games anyway. You just taught me New York Zoo, which I really liked as well. I just—I like this style of game, but this one is a—it's a pretty simple game. You basically you are just. Um, you're going to be flipping over an event. Now, okay, there's another thing. You can play this game in a lot of different ways. Um, you don't have to flip over the event. You can play without the event. You can play with just the tiles, but if you throw everything in the mix, then it's really cool. Play um, with the event. Yeah, yeah. So you do that, then you're going to be choosing one of the two tiles that's right in front of you. This is the first game that I know of that has a Lazy Susan, and so I'll choose a tile, then it'll rotate, and then so the next ones I have, I can see what's... Well, okay. No offense to anyone who's named Susan out there. <laughs> Let me say this. I'm, I'm talking about a one and two player game. When I say this, you just rotate it. When you're playing with more players, you actually pick which one you're going to you know, mm-hmm. go to. But anyway, you rotate it, choose a tile in front of you, put it down, and then you move up tracks, which is really cool. But there's a ton, a ton of variability in this because 
your map that you use can change. You can use the same map or we can all use different ones and there's special things that happen with those maps. Yep. You also have your corporation or whatever it is that that changes from game to game. You can play with the same one, but you can add, and I highly recommend it, add these uh, asymmetrical corporations, which yeah. are really, really fun. And and you know how I feel about polyominoes. You know how I feel about moving up on track. So for me, this one's- And asymmetry. And asymmetry, that's right. <laughs> and like all that. I have really enjoyed solo gaming a lot more this year. And one to. thing I like about, one thing I really need in solo games is something that is easy to do. The next game I'm going to talk about is not that, but this one is, I can play a very quick game of this solo, and I have a, a decent amount. Two players also very quick because you're all playing simultaneously. Love this one, Planet Unknown. This one is going to be, awesome. yeah, I want to see more content. The worst thing about this one is the, the box is not big enough to hold the things in without the box yeah, top. that's annoying. Setting. That's know. super annoying. Yeah, it is. Maybe we should do a poll about that sometime. Yeah, good call. All right. Um, yeah. Planet Unknown. Yeah. That Ryan was Rado's Lambert. number one game of the year. Hopefully, I didn't spoil that for everybody. Oh, I, I don't. Right. I did that not was know that. Number actually. one game of twenty in his preliminary list. Yep. I would love to play that one again. I just, like I said, I just I don't think I played it enough, and it didn't grab me quite enough. There are a few games on this list that I played one time, and it just grabbed me that much. What Clank was one of those. Yeah. That I had to say, yep, let's do it. And segue, uh, my number four is one of those, Woodcraft. Oh, okay. So, I was waiting uh, for that, but I thought for yeah, sure it would make so it. So that's a Suki game. Uh, so what I, we, Dean already talked about Woodcraft, but what I like about it is, now this is a heavier game. This is close to four, and I understand there is some little fiddliness to it that when I lear was learning, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this because of that. But with the giant butt, in this scenario, it's not as bad because it's, quite thematic and you know when the theme helps you understand how to play the game better I love that in games mm -hmm. because you're getting the wood you can grow trees you're taking the wood off the trees you're chopping the wood potentially you know you're building these things and you're gluing them together and like it in my mind goes these are the steps that I would take if I were building these things and it helped a you know almost a four weight game not feel as bad right. because of that not not as bad, as heavy because it just made sense mm -hmm. everything made sense and my dad's a woodworker he builds guitars he does all kinds of stuff so like I love the theme of it like and it has this I love the art I think this is one of the best uh, artistic games he's done in a while like if you like I just I just feel like it's got like a more I mean like Praga and stuff was just kind of more that. Like it's fine, but like that beige Euro, classic Euro kind of feel, and I'm not a, totally against that by any stretch. I promise y'all. Um, but this just kind of has something that popped. Mm -hmm. I like the way it looks. It's pleasant. I like the little elven creatures, or whatever they are, that's wor working on these woods. I like the way that the actions work, as Dean said. But I like the steps, the way the steps make sense. And I've only played it once, and I think that I would love this game. I I just don't. I think it's too heavy for my wife, which sucks. Mm. Uh, so I don't think I'll get pick it up. But I would absolutely play this with Dean if he said, let's play Woodcraft. I'd be like, bingo. Yeah, you know what I would like to do is play all of those Suki games that we talked about and, and sure. just kind of do a rank list. those because they're all pretty you close. you got to play Pulsar again. They're all pretty close for me. Yeah, I would include that in there for sure. Um, this Underwater one, cities. you mentioned this and I didn't mention this, but the, the theme of this one, I, you know, yeah. it's very thematic, very it, thematic. More, more so than what any of them, except maybe underwater cities, I guess for me, it's more thematic yeah. than, than Praga and, uh, maybe not and, Pulsar and I Messina. I think about that. I would say for oh. sure. I mean, Messina has like the rats and stuff like yeah. that, but it doesn't, 
but I still feel like I'm just kind of moving pieces around and you know, no, I don't sure. know. I don't get into it. It doesn't, I guess the theme doesn't draw me in yep. as much as this. Yeah. Uh, this was a great one. This has the potential to be my favorite of his makes uh, underwater cities. I doubt will will get be knocked down, but, down, huh? but other than that, and you know, I, I you really like last will yet Praga. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. You would like that one of the ones I've played though. But right now it's lower for me because I just need to explore it more. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Or another Euro. I, you want another say. Euro? Yes. I might have more dry Euros on my list right now than I have anything else. Wow. We are switching. Mm. Is this Freaky f- Wednesday? It's three. I've got three on here, so maybe not. Okay. So, sorry for those who are listening to the podcast, by the way, and it's getting a little late. I had My son was playing laser tag this week. Never oh, okay. played before, was super excited. He's like nine. He's super like this little cutesy kid that doesn't really... He doesn't really sport, you know what I mean? And like he was doing a sport, you know, running around. He's giggling. I was just, I was like glowing as a father. Like, wow, he's loving this. And then he, then all of a sudden I hear, ah, ah, and I walk over and uh, he ran into my brother-in-law's uh, gun, I guess, in laser tag and chipped a huge piece of his yeah. front permanent tooth out to where they had to put a crown on it because they're like, that's just way too big of a piece like to take out. And so like. <laughs> sucks like I feel so bad because he's not like I wouldn't it wouldn't bother me as much if he was like a tree climbing run around the kids you know but like he finally does something like that and then just like he's like I don't want to play laser tag anymore. oh no and I'm like oh. what if I got you a mouth guard oh and he said yes oh wow so okay. I know that might look ridiculous but I guess I've really, hey that's worth it that's yeah. a good idea John yeah just put a mouth guard in and then he can run around and feel fine about it Oh, wow. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what. So, I spent a huge chunk of the day yesterday when we should have been recorded at the dentist. It took forever. Mm. So, anyway. So, speaking of kids. There you go. And chip and teeth, let's talk about a game that is at a fair, a game about fairs. You've already talked about this one. Tilatum. Tilatum is my number four. I am. I am surprised. I knew you liked this one, but I am surprised at how high you have this. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, from the moment I played this one, I thought this is going to be high on my list. Is is my guess? It's good. Um, John already said a lot of the the things. Uh, Simone Luciani, Danielle Cassini, Borden Dice. This is my probably my second favorite of the tea games, uh, only behind Tawantin Suyu. Um, this is the this is the lighter of those. Yep. So when do we do? Because someone was we, I was doing this with JD the other day. When do we do our tea list? Like top. We need to do that as like an end of the episode. Like our ranking, sorry. Okay. I only have two that I really like. <laughs> oh, really? Probably. What about Zulkin? It's Zulkin. fine. Zulkin was fine. I don't love it at all. Well, you... Uh, I don't love Teotihuacan. You're kind of teeing me off right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Is Zapotec in there? That starts with T, right? That's <laughs> that's That was horrible. To Zapotec? I don't like that one either. Yeah. I hated that game. But Tilatum is really fun. And and it is, it, I think, probably the lightest of those, would you say, maybe? It's 3.35 is what it's listed on here. Probably. Okay. The the thing I like about it, honestly... Zulkin's is, not that heavy, but the decisions are... Like, rules-wise, it's not that heavy, but the decisions are tough. Yeah. For newbies. But I did like Zulkin, by the way. It's just not like... Yeah, yeah, I got it. There's it's not a bit, like There's a big gap game. between yeah. these two and that, and that one, for sure. But I like the scoring in this one a whole lot. I think it's really cool how like you, it. you, it's, you randomize these different tiles and pick... Okay, we're going to score how many pillars you have, and then this is going to be the multiplier because it's getting scored this round, and so it's worth less points the later in the game. But if it comes out the beginning, then you know I, I like that. I think it's really cool the way you have to move around the board. There's some exploration that happens mm-hmm. there. Um, 
not exploration in the sense of like finding new tiles, but but you see these tiles out there that give you these bonuses and you can go around and get those. But really the crux of this game is that wheel of selecting a die that can give you six resources, but you only get to take one action of this or vice versa or three and four or whatever. I really, really love that action selection mm-hmm. in the game. I think it's fantastic. I, I really, really love this game. Now the issue is, I mentioned playing solo games. This is not Planet Unknown, where you can just play the game exactly the way it is. It's, it's a lot. Like it's it's a it's a lot to really grasp. It's a whole separate book yeah, of solo. Yeah, yeah, I'm out on that. Now I've done it a couple times now, and I enjoy it. But unless you're going to do it all the time, you're going to have to go back and reread this rule book, and yeah. that's not worth it. So it's not worth it for solo for me. But for a two, three, four player, uh, two, three player game, I'm I'm all in. I really like go. this. Um, my number three. Okay. Oh, okay. So this one's really high and I am, am so nervous about it being too high potentially, but then I'm also nervous about it not being high enough. <laughs> I've only played this. Well, I've played it twice since the Kickstarter got released and that's endless winter paleo Americans. Um, I feel like, this game, oh, I don't know. Are you know. changing your list? If you change your list, no, we have to I'm do not the whole changing podcast my list. Over. I just, I the last time I played it, I didn't get as many feels as I th- like. I'm worried that this one could be one that loses its luster of how much I liked it. Now, last time we played it, if I remember right, we threw all the expansion stuff in. We there. did, so maybe that had, but I, I still, I, I still was fine with that. Anyways, I don't care. Stick to my guns. Number three, Endless Winter, Stan Kordansky. Uh, it's a really cool game where you have interesting card play the way and worker placement together, right? So everyone's been into Dune Imperium and everyone's been into uh, Lost Runes of Arnak. If you like those games, you will like this game probably. Mm-hmm. If you like those kind of feels, and I do. Uh, yeah, I for sure like those games. Those are those are fun. This is like a weight three. You got a lot of different kind of ways and paths to score points by going out and hunting and gathering, going in. Like, what are you putting your tents out and stuff? What I don't know what that's called, but you have mm-hmm. that bunch of hexes that you put your, you know, set up your <laughs> civilization. I don't know, set up your teepees. I think this is going up, well. Like, I don't know, man. I, I mean, this is the best review. <laughs> monoliths, there's monoliths in the game. <laughs> there's a big old bird track. <laughs> you know, it's good. Okay. That's all you got to say? Yeah. Because okay. you're going to talk about it more later. I know it. Maybe. I don't, I've never seen his list. Okay. I but I just know he loves this game, and so I'll I'll save it for some dialogue later. You don't know. I can also tell because whenever you don't talk about a game at all, it usually means that you want to talk about it later. But that's fine. okay. We'll see. That makes sense. Okay, here is that's the- my number three, and it's it is it was it was really fun. Huge endless box. endless winter number three for John. Yeah. Okay, my number three. By the way, I'm going to go ahead and say this. My number three, two, and one are in a category of themselves. The, okay. For these, these were no-brainers. The well, other, we're going to have very similar top lists, yeah, I think. I think we're going to have the, I, th- I think two the out of three are the same. Yes, they I are. I bet they are. Yeah. They are. So these are no-brainers. Two out of three of these you have already heard as being in my top 50 of all time list. And the other ones, honestly, the, the way that they fell uh, from to lay them down could have, you know... I could have put Woodcraft at number four. You know, I could have put Ready, Set, Bet, or even mm-hmm. ones that didn't make my list, like Clank. I could have put, uh, what's the other one you talked about? The 
uh, feed the crack in any of those. It could have made number four. But these top three... We do both agree this year more than almost any other year, probably. That is very true. That is very I, I feel true. like there's years where there's stuff that I just don't agree with you at all, but like our list's eerily similar. Although there's a couple... We'll talk about that at the end. Okay, my number three is Wonderland's War. Mm, okay. This is, this is uh, Tim Eisner, Ben Eisner, and Ian Moss, and from Druid City Games. Wonderland's War is an amazing game. An amazing game. Now, here's why this is an amazing game. One, it's got two different phases. One is this tea party phase where you're going around... And you are this rondelle. You have your characters, and they're moving around this rondelle, taking these different actions. So basically, you're setting yourself up for the war. You're building this engine that might be moving up on these, uh, you know, in, in, increasing your battle ability, or it could be that you are uh, getting these different chips to put in your bag. It could be that you're, you know, doing lots of different things. Okay, that's the tea party phase. Really the engine building kind of the crux that drives the game. Mm -hmm. But you're also going to be putting your different meeples during that phase onto these different land areas. And these different land areas are ones that you're going to be battling for. And the battles work similar to like El Grande, where they all have different values of points Mm -hmm. and they change from round to round. And so I'm going to be battling you in this, in all these different phases. Uh, I'm sorry, all these different lands in that second phase of the game and you do these in order now here's the cool part is the way that you battle is through bag building and you're going to be drawing these pieces out and you've got some some pusher luck a la uh quacks of quedlinburg the way that you build your bag in there and it is fantastic and Mm -hmm. there's even some engine building that happens as a result of the drawing from the bag and like, do I stop here? Because if I stop here, then I can forge this chip onto my board, which is going to give me a bonus and probably more points at the end. It's so, so, so good. Any other year, this easily could have been my number one game of the year. I just love it so much. And it's, it, it has minis. It, it you know, does, your your it list is lacking minis this year. Oh, you're right. There are some. You're right. But like, it's usually 70% minis. My top three games all have minis. Yeah. But the retail version of this game does not have minis. You've played the deluxe version. It has cardboard Correct. standees. Okay. Yes. And yeah, then the the chips are cardboard pieces as well. It, but the deluxe version has those plastic chips. And I really, yeah, I, the production of this is is through the roof. But the retail version, I feel like I would I was missing something if I mm-hmm. didn't have that. This game is amazing. I've taught it to some people. It is a. It's not the easiest teach. There's a lot going on in this game. When you think a game about Wonderland, this is going to be a super simple game. It's not. It's it's weighted a three, but or two point nine seven. But it's it's heavier in that in like how you grasp all the different pieces. Yeah. You know, especially with the battles. But yeah, Wonderland's War. This is a, a lot of fun. It made my top fifty this last year. There you go. Didn't make your list. No, but it was on, it was on my short list. So I I did really enjoy it. I thought it was uh, I thought it was neat. Um for a lot of the same reasons you said, Dean. So yeah. no reason for me to just say the same things, but yeah. Interesting area control with the bag building and all that kind of stuff. That was cool. Area majority. Sorry. But yeah, that was good. It was better. That was actually one of my more surprised games of the year. I just, for some reason expected it to not be that good. Like mm-hmm. for it to get ruined or something like a cool I think theme, if you played this more recently, job. yeah, I, I it, it would have had a chance of making your list. It would have had a chance. It would, I, I cut it for to late. I'm at the end. Yeah. So, so I know I actually really enjoyed it. So good. Yep. All right. So my number two is a game that I, I may never own, and I would love to. This is both of our number two, by the way. Really? Mm-hmm. We're both dropping a deuce on Rome. Yep. 
on the foundation of Rome. That's right. Foundations of Rome, number two. <laughs> Let's talk about it. How about that? Foundations about of Rome, my number two as well. So, what a... Anyway, Emerson Matsuchi is amazing. Really great. Let me mm-hmm. say that. I feel like almost all the time when I play his games, I'm like, that's cool. I like how he did that. This is a lightweight game, light-ish the base game is light. 1.95 weighted. Drawing cards, placing out these buildings, and the way they're placed obviously really matters. It's just an interesting, like, it kind of has, like, it reminds me a little bit of a choir with, like, the A5 and the B1s and all that stuff on the board. Yeah. But it does, yeah. it plays way different than that. But it has those vibes of the way that those come out, and you're getting the cards to then place it out on there, and then trying to arrange it in certain ways, and... I just wish it wasn't like $140 for the cheapest version of this. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. so, it is, this is one of the most big, big, I love it, but huge disappointments for me. They need to get this one. Uh, it, here's the thing. It's ranked 615 overall. Yeah. I think this could easily be ranked in the top 100 if they uh, did. I, no doubt. A base, like retail version of this game with I cardboard agree. pieces. Do you, do you think that though, do you, th- do you think that this kind of makes it that, uh, that holy grail, like that goal, that, that, that I was talking to JD about this. Whenever games are hard to get or difficult to come by, it kind of almost raises for you because you're like, Oh, Oh, I can't get that easily. Oh, I'd really like to have that. Oh, look at those pieces. Do you think that actually helps the game potentially? Oh yeah. It's probably the vibe they're going for, right? It's kind of like, Oh man, I just got to get that. And then when you get it, you act like it's better than it really is, but this is so fun. I don't, Mm -hmm. not sure how you could do that. Yeah, the thing is, so a couple a couple of observations with that. So New York 1901 is a game that I really, I've always enjoyed. My wife and I have played that for years, and this has very similar feels of that, except it's better, it's more streamlined. But on top of that, when you add in the modules, so you say 1.95 weight, and I agree with that. When you add in the modules, it bumps it up to more in my wheelhouse around that 2528 yeah. even, because all those modules can add quite a bit of thinkiness yeah. to this game. I do think that there are a lot of people... This goes back to... I talked about another game earlier where uh, Mosaic was one of those... um, What was the other? Oh, Caper Europe, where you can play it the first time and be like, it's fine. Sure. But this one's going to grow on you, I think, if you add in the different modules, if you want something more, because they do add enough. And and you can add in all of those modules, and it adds quite a bit. I I really, really Mm -hmm. love all the ways this plays out. The, The... the, it's got a lot of player interaction with this one, with taking the different cards. Um, there's a racing element, which you really like, John. Of you know, Absolutely. I love those. Knowing when to take the action to take your income versus you know, when to buy a, a card, when to put out the different buildings. All of that really matters. The monuments really bring that up a notch, too. I just there's so much that I like about this game, but I get what you're saying, and I, I 100% that adds to it. You know, I would say Mosaic did drop it a little bit for me because I I didn't like the production of it with the the retail version. Whereas this, it probably does enhance it because you've got these amazing miniatures on the board. That the is... The table presence is probably... It the, does enhance the it. The best in any game maybe ever yeah. for me. It, it does it does enhance it. Um, and the, the thing what you were talking about with adding the extra modules, that's the part that's difficult for me because if I could just pick it up for 140 and be like super happy with it, I would. Mm-hmm. But knowing that I really enjoy playing the modules, <laughs> that it's going to, what is it, like $300 or something like that? Like, 
I was looking it up a second ago. Maybe not that high. Yeah, it gets up. Surely to, not, because the modules are just. So okay, so if, if they're out of stock, but the one that's not the sun drop finish, it's two twenty. Okay. So, which is to me, it's just that's a lot of money to play on on pay on a board game. Mm-hmm. Would you rather pay fifty dollars to have five board games that you might not play as much as this one game? Though I guess you you can factor that. That's in too. my. That would be the challenge. My that would be the question. Yeah. Like if I if I borrowed this and my wife was like, I love it, I would buy it. Yeah. But if she's like, Oh, that's pretty cool, I'd be like, Okay, never mind. Yep. If my wife does love this game, and my ten year old and I played this a few weeks ago, and he really liked it too. It's good. Yeah. I, I'll probably need to. Th- I'd be scared to borrow it, <laughs> borrow it from you, and just like for like one night and play it and see what she thinks. But anyway. I'll come over there and teach you guys and we, be, I will require you to wear gloves. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> All right. But that is my number two and Dean's number two. That It's a really good game. Yep. I, I really like it. All right. So I guess I'm going to go for my number one now uh, because Dean won the Schwazi face off. I'm going to begin. Are you bitter about that? Number one by reading uh, a, a line from someone's review on this game. This game is no more Civ than seven wonder. Seven Wonders, I'm assuming, is what they're saying. Uh, until you can claim enough achievements to end the game and throw this game into the trash can. <laughs> what? <laughs> is that right? That's, yeah. that's. In, oh, uh, my goodness. Uh, uh, my number one is Mosaic, <laughs> a civilization, a story of civilization. Um, I want to respond for a second, and I want to bring up a, a thought. Dean. Brazil Imperium didn't make your list unless it's your number one. I know it's not going to be your number one. I think you even said already in the podcast it didn't make your list. I've seen certain folks hate on it because it's not 4X enough. Brazil or Mosaic? Sorry. Brazil. Brazil. I'm going to bridge a gap here. Yeah, yeah. This person seems to be, it's not a civilization game. Mm -hmm. I am so sick. I'm going to get on my soapbox. Of people saying it has to be pinned into this corner if X, Y, or Z. Now, I don't know if Portal came out and said, this is a 4X, 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 4X. Number one, I think it is a uh, 4X. I think it doesn't do all of the things as much as other games probably do, for sure. Mm -hmm. This game doesn't... Uh, just because it's a civilization game, it has to do this. Like I've heard people say, it doesn't have enough military fighting. It doesn't have this. That's your opinion. Mm-hmm. That's what you like. Don't say it can't be a civ game. Who does? Who defined what that is? I agree with that to a point. It's if it. That's what it's sold as. I agree with that. That's what I said about the portal thing. Like if yeah. they came out and said, "This is this, 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 this. This is what we're doing." I don't remember hearing much about. Mosaic did Mo- I, I just don't that's a uh, forgotten whatever's right forbidden j- games like I don't remember much about a big splash where they saying it, it says underneath it a car drafting engine building civilization game so they're calling it a civilization game but they're calling it car drafting and engine building which is what it really is mm-hmm. but it also does go through civilizations it doesn't feel like a super civ game maybe because a title has civilization in it yeah People are like, hey, well, don't call it a civilization, you know. But did you steal the word civilization? Can I not say it's about civilization? No, it's, it is. It's a misplaced expectation. I would say this is, you know, Tapestry is a civilization game. And this falls in that same category for me of 
it doesn't feel thematic. And in fact, when you're throwing all, like you have a deck of cards that represents a technology and instead of like different eras of technology, you know, I could invent a toaster before I invent paper or something like that. So for me, that's a turnoff in in that. And it is a misplaced expectation. So I I don't disagree with you. Yeah, I don't, but what I'm in, uh, to be perfectly clear, I'm not saying that you can say, you you could say like, yeah, that's not really a Civ game. I have no problem with anyone saying that necessarily if that if you've made your own definition of what that means or mm-hmm. you believe that this is the collective definition of it but my i guess my biggest beef is for people to throw games out because of that to throw away brazil imperium because it's not a 4x true 4x game mm-hmm. and i think that's just a mistake okay let someone have their own take on it yeah sure you, I mean, you can say can. it doesn't feel like a traditional civ game that would be the way i would say it yeah and, and that's there's nothing wrong with saying that Anyways, I love this game. Yeah. I love the way the icons work. I love the, the way that you're putting your dudes out onto the map, um, that there is battle in the area majority out there. I think that that's really, really fun. I think that there's a ton of ways to score points, and I love how there's race to those like uh, Golden Age cards, Civ cards. Like, there's a constant. This game feels like it feels intense. You're constantly racing to things, and I love that in games. I thought this game was brilliantly done. Um I was surprised at how much I just really enjoyed this. I love it. This is a keeper. I think I gave this nine and a half out of ten. I stand by that. What a wonderful game. Yep. Yeah, this is a this is a great game. Keeps rising for me. I will say that when I played this, I was like, I wanted I wanted a civilization yes. game and it wasn't that and it was fine. Um uh, let me But you didn't but you didn't say it's not allowed to be throw it in the trash, basically. That's my point. No, 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 no. No, I don't. My, my, my point is that you could say, yeah, I like a more traditional Civ game, and so it's not really for me. But to like say, well, it's not really Civ, and this, this, and it's terrible. Like, I, that's, that stuff in this hobby drives me nuts. Yeah. It just seems pretentious or like, I don't know, like just, just a freaking game. Okay. All right. I'm going to talk. <laughs> Honestly, I, I ha- there has to be a little drama. The post I had to create some drama. The post podcast, you know, banter that we have. I'm going to talk about Brazil a little bit because we'll talk about our games that we, or or maybe after we do this, we'll talk about our games that didn't make our list and why. So anyway, I'll talk about that then. My number one is a game that you just talked about. That is Endless Winter, Paleo Americans. Uh, this is a game that I knew from from a long time ago. We did a Kickstarter preview of this one, and I knew from my first play that it was that I was in love with this game. You did, I know. Is that too dramatic? No. I, I did know at that point. We don't do reviews of our previews because of a lot of different reasons. Um, but I just knew that I liked the gameplay of this one. I love these these uh, deck-building worker placement games. You know, the, the hybrid. I like hybrid games that, that take a couple or two, three different, you know, really good mechanisms and, and mesh them well together. Now, I do know a lot of people that, not a lot, I know several people that have not enjoyed this game. And what I've noticed, John, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but when you're looking at those those three, they get compared a lot. Dune Imperium, this Endless Winter that we're talking about, and Lost Runes of Arnak. I think there are a lot of people who love Dune Imperium. I'd say Dune Imperium for most people is their favorite. For me, it's my least favorite of those, even though I still really love it and it made my top 50. This one and Lost Ruins of Arnak are both very close. But here's the thing. I think this feels a little bit more like Lost Ruins of Arnak than it does Dune Imperium. Would you agree or disagree with that? 
the deck building is less in this one than than like Dune Imperium. Well, I don't. So I haven't played Arnak as much. Okay, so I agree with that element of it. I just remembered Arnak feeling like that that one track was like ultimate glory. And this one doesn't feel like that. It feels like there's more ways to win. That is true. That yeah. w- that would be the difference. But I do, but I do agree that the deck building part isn't as good. Yeah. As Dune Imperium, which is why it's not. I mean, I like Dune Imperium better. For me, I think I might like this one better than all yeah. three of them. Maybe wow. it's it, it's you know I mentioned this when we did our top fifty. This didn't make my list because it wasn't out yet, or at least we didn't have our finalized copy yet. And I wanted to make sure that I was not too hype on it. And I've played it multiple times since picking it up, uh, you know, since I did get this copy in and love it. I just, I love it. I love that you mentioned the monoliths. I love that piece of it. And I, I, you know, I love the, the area control, the expansion stuff that you add in there, the cave paintings. I don't love the cave paintings as much as I love the rivers and rafts, but I still really like it. Rivers and rafts is cool because it allows you to move around to more of a map and quicker yeah. and it just gives you more options there. The fact that you have different decks that you can use from game to game, you might, the first time you play this, think, oh, you're really limited because there's only a few cards that you can That's get. That's what I thought. Uh, from from those characters, you get more cards from the, um, I forget what they're called, That those other cards that are face up that you can uh, look at. So there's more of the engine building there, but but there's a lot of variety with that. When they, when they change the the animals and added more variety to the animals. And then you have the expansion that has even more animals Mm -hmm. and you can kind of mix and match in there. That's really cool too. There's a lot of game in this. And and there is for me, this is like the pinnacle of, of those of, of a genre of, you know, the worker placement slash deck building that I already really love. This one just does it all really well together and area control. I love area control. So yeah, I really, yeah, I, I would love to, yeah, I'd like to play it again right now. Majority. I, I mean, guess it was my number three, right? Yep. So we had real, so we just had a really similar list this year. How much, how much overlap? We got one, Let's, two, here, hold on. Let me see. Let me, three, we did, four, maybe we five, should. six, seven. So we didn't overlap. Seven of our 10 games. You, so the only ones that didn't overlap were Caper Europe, Heat, Heat, Planet Unknown, Planet Unknown, Wonderland's War, Wonderland's War. Was that Clank. It? And Clank, yeah. Clank on my side. So there's three on my side and three on your side. I right? think I'm missing one, though. You're missing one of mine, I think, that I had on there. I said three. Wonderland's War, Heat, and uh, Maybe not. Uh, Planet Unknown. Those are the three on mine. Hmm. What was the third one It might one have just been two. I don't know what the other one was. I'm looking here. I don't... Th- that wouldn't make sense, though, would it? Mm-mm. Nope, it would not. Toledo made your list. Carnegie made your list. Mm-hmm. Then I did Clank. Ready, set, bet. Caper Europe. Did I delete one? Oh, Caper Europe. That's not on my list. That's my second one, though. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, there wasn't three. Anyway, oh, Feed the Kraken. Oh, that's right. And that was, honestly, that was, I had it on here as my number 11. So, okay. So what are some honorable mentions real quick? Let me, I've got a bunch of these, a thousand of them. Just, all right. Don't take too long. (laughs) Okay. The obvious one, Feed the Kraken, because I already said that. Brazil Imperium here Imperial. Here's why this game did not make my list. I initially had it on there. And I think honestly I could like this better than Mosaic down the road, but it's listed as a 2020 that's, that's 2021 wrong. release and that's the the only reason it's not on my list is because it's listed as 2021. Now, I'm fine doing it this year, but down the road 
as games, you know, as we're going back and looking at this, I'm going to be like, why did I put that on my list when it's yeah. a 2021 release? So, so that would, that would, let me say that that was one on my short list. And so okay. it was Wonderland's War because you've already talked about those two. Okay. Uh, Lacrimosa was that a very was, short that's, one. That's my next one on my short list okay. right, as well. Gerds, uh, Gerds, Guilds of Merchant Explorers. That was on my short list. Okay. Uh, Probably, f- f- it was definitely further down, but I still enjoyed that one. Uh, let me guess another one. I thought kites had a chance of being on your that list. That was that was the other one. That okay. Was, that was that was actually quite high as a choice. Yep. Splendor Duel could have made it. You know, this yeah, is just to good. say there's a lot of good games. Village Ar- Rails was one of mine. That's right. That Ar- was a really good one. Ark Nova. If we included mm-hmm. expansions, Viticulture World 100% would have made yeah. my list. So there's there's a lot of cool. Three Sisters is one we haven't talked about in that a while. That was one that I that was that, that was borderline. Yep. Okay. Now here's the one that probably would have made my list, but it's been so long and I haven't played it enough. But that's Dark Tower. Return to Dark Tower is mm-hmm. one that I really like. I just don't. I haven't played it in a while. I didn't play that. Uh, this will be for Darren. The Guild of Wait. What was that? Merchant Explorers? No, we just said that. What's the game I'm talking about? Dark. Um, Merchant, uh, <laughs> Merchant of the Dark Road. There it is. That's one that I de- I've not played. I would yet. really like yeah. to play that one. Mm-hmm. That was one that, like, I feel like a lot of you, some people on their list, and I'm like, I should have played that before this list. But guess what? There's so many games like that that I wish I could have. Sniper Elite is one that I haven't. we have sitting on the shelf now. That and Merchant of the Dark Road. And I felt like there was another one that I'm like, okay, John and I really need to play these. And then when we come back and talk about them, we can compare whether or not they'd be on our list. Yeah, Three Sisters was good. I need to buy that game. Why I'm, a, I'm about game? to get the the next one in that series too. It's coming out soon, within the next like month, I think. I'd like to play Caesar again. Oh yeah, I haven't played that. I one. I only played it one time and got absolutely waxed. This was one, and then I thought uh, I thought Acropolis was cool. It wasn't really one that was like vying for the top ten. Yeah, or but, twenty for that matter for me. No, nah, probably not. But I'm just naming off some that I was that were like, hey, that was a cool game this year. Anyway. Is that it? So sure. Sorry, I stole them all. I had a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we had very similar lists. Palaces of Carrara was pretty good, but we haven't talked about that on our podcast yet, have we? But it was a second edition. I didn't. Thing, I, so. I purposely don't really put those on there. I know yeah. Return uh, Dark I wouldn't Tower, put on but there. oh, one that I wanted to play bad again was Solar Sphere. That was on my short list too. That yeah. was that was probably a top fifteen. Yeah, yeah, that was one that I was like. If there's probably one game I would like to play again to see if it would have made my list, it probably would have been that one. It's really good. Because I only played that one to, for the Kickstarter, and I just haven't got a chance to get around to playing it again. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun one. All right, let's go ahead and end this, and uh, once you tell people how they can get in touch with us. All right, if you are enjoying our podcast, we would love, as we always say, for you to rate our podcast. Give us a little, I don't know, a little shout, shout out to you know the funnies. Make a little funny remark out on... Apple, I, it's not iTunes anymore. Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever you're doing. You don't have to be funny. No pressure. It can be very straightforward. Dean and John are the greatest podcast hosts I have ever listened to. Meepletown is the greatest podcast I have ever heard in my life. And it doesn't even have to be board games. I mean, if you want to put that on there, no problem. Just something simple like that. Um, if you would like to uh, see... If you'd like to give us a cup of coffee, I always get this one messed up. Dude. I've got it pulled up and ready to go. Go ahead. Buymeacoffee.com slash Meepletown9. All right. Buy me a cup of coffee. Buy me a coffee. <laughs> Buy me a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> 
buymeacoffee.com slash MeepleTown9. There you go. And you can also go to patreon.com slash MeepleTown. We really do appreciate this, y'all. We are spending that money on games most of the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. and that's and it's and it's for reviews. It's not for personal fun. Like, that's why we. What was the What was the last ones that we did? Clank was one of those that we did. Brazil um, Imperial. Brazil Imperial, and we're gonna and we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, yeah and Woodcraft. We're gonna talk about those in detail more um, on some other podcasts. So. Yeah, you guys helped us do that. So um, if you want to check us out on social media, we're at Meepleton Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to Meepleton. Okay, John, as we close this out, was this a good year? This is what we started with. No, that's, that's what a great we're going to end with. I felt a little rambly today. That's okay. Did I ramble a little? No, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> there was times whenever I was like trying to form, like Michael Scott, Trying to form the thought and words are coming out of your mouth. Sometimes I just start us, yeah. I start talking and I don't know where it's going to go. And yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, I thought it was a pretty fantastic year. Yeah. I This was the best year. Uh, let me say this. At this moment, like looking back this quickly, mm-hmm. this is the best year I've felt in a long time. Mm. Maybe on our upcoming episodes, we talk about what our top game for us was maybe we I, I need to go back and look and see what where this would fall in there yeah it's, it's weird because i wouldn't say that maybe our top game for us wouldn't even i i don't know if it would make our top my top 50 maybe we'll see this was this was a year that we actually funny a year that i don't think most years dean and i have both said this is really great mm-hmm. and we were boom and this year, it's one where I think I think we're going to do this one. I won't say it. You love it, and I really like it. And it was on my top ten, like yeah, you know. Yep. But I don't feel like I'm going, yeah, best of the year, because I feel so strongly about another one being my favorite. But uh, it's uh, I'm very happy to put my stamp of Meeple Town on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of, that were just so good. Mm-hmm. There were just a lot of games this year that I'm going, man. Keeping my collection, keeping my collection, keeping my collection. And there was other years where it was like maybe one, maybe. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. So we'll see. But overall, we both feel fantastic. Yeah, I think I would have to select that. 